LDS Popcorn Talk is not owned or operated by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or any other organization. All opinions and statements made by the host or any other guests are of their own and not of any organization or church affiliation unless otherwise previously stated. So today's guest for the second episode of the Kilted at Church episodes of LDS Popcorn Talk, I have a friend that I met online, Spencer, who I have interviewed and spoken with, and man, this guy's awesome. I can't wait for you guys to listen in on the conversation that we had about kilts and everything else. Um, I mean, he threw out some really good pointers and everything else. The guy's a wildland firefighter, which I think is awesome, lives in Oregon, and he's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So here we go with our interview with Spencer. All right, so welcome to the second episode of Kilted at Church. I've got on with me Spencer. Spencer, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Good, man. So let's start with just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, I am 26. I am happily married. Um, I live in Oregon, just south of Salem. Um, I am a wildland firefighter. Awesome. (laughs) Um, I've been kilted for five years, roughly. Um, (laughs) I understand the roughly all too well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's basically me. (laughs) Nice, nice. So, man, okay, we'll have to talk a little bit more about the wildland firefighting, because that is just so cool. When I saw uh, your Facebook uh, profile picture, I was like, man, he's got to do like some sort of firefighting, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that's awesome, man. How did you uh, how did you get into that? Um, I actually just so uh, living here in Oregon last or I guess now two years ago now, uh, we had a really bad fire uh, in the in the Columbia Gorge, which is like one of our biggest tourist attractions in Oregon. Right. Um, it burned up the whole entire gorge, closed down one of our main attractions. Um. And so after that, I kind of just, I looked at all the, all the men and women who were working on that fire and just was like, you know what, I want to do that. You know, I, I was in a a kind of a, I was in a bad job that I didn't really like. I actually quit at that point and just kind of felt like I needed to go out and protect the wilderness that I absolutely love. That's awesome. That is really cool. I, I know a couple of guys up in uh, Custer, South Dakota that do that too. And, you know, I looked up to those guys. They're, they're strong. They're willing to do what it needs to be done. So I commend you for that. That's really cool, man. So, um, man, I just want to thank you for taking your t- taking the time to get on here and uh, do this podcast episode. Um, I don't know if you listened in on the first one that I did, but uh, it was just me talking about kilts and <laughs> all that stuff. Um, but 
You know, it, it's funny because I, I get this question a lot, and it's what is your preferred tartan? Um, so actually, I uh, I wear my wife's tartan. Uh, I have a, a tie that's her tartan, uh, okay. one of them. Um, I actually haven't quite gotten my kilt yet. <laughs> um, but so I, I think it's the Johnson tartan that I know. Okay. Nice. Well, that's cool. I, I had thought about uh, using my wife's too, but um, I haven't done her family history yet. So, but her last name is Wallace. <laughs> so oh, I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely use the Wallace, but uh yeah, no, I, I just found my personal one. Uh, finally found it. So uh, me personally, it's McKay uh, that I finally found my ancestry to that point. So that was pretty cool. Um, so why did you, uh, just because you are wearing your wife's kilt, uh, why, or not your wife's kilt, but your wife's family tartan, why did you decide to go with that one? Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I actually... Um, it was one that she chose for me. Um, okay. But the tie, I, she gave it to me while I was on my mission. Oh, um, cool. So, and her, she's she's full Scottish or she's part Scottish. Uh, her her last name, her maiden name was Bailey. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Very, very. Uh, her family is very Scottish. Yeah, definitely. And so. Uh, so just kind of, and at that time, I didn't realize that I had my own family tartan. Um, my uncle, who also wears kilts, uh, has done a bunch of the family research and found our family tartan. Um, nice. So, but it's kind of one of those rarer tartans that nobody's really, like, nobody really has heard of the, the last name. Right. So, you know, it's, it's hard to, to get a hold of that tartan, whereas she's got Bailey, Johnson, and Fulton. Yeah, <laughs> which are three fairly, fairly easy tartans to find. So, yep. oh yeah, no, that was the greatest thing I found when I figured out mine was, man, it is an easy one to find. Almost everybody carries one for a decent price. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's always one of the hardest things, right? I know a guy um, here in Colorado. His last name is Estes, and you would not believe how much he would have to pay to get an Estes tartan. <laughs> yeah they're well i mean just to get a even a, a very fairly familiar tartan just, yeah it's insane just how much you to, it is to get one but oh yeah i mean unless you're going through like uh what is it sport kilt which is what i'm gonna go through here soon for my new one and stuff like that but that's because i do the athletic stuff too so <laughs> yeah but yeah, I mean, that's the only way that you could really get a decent price, but half the time they don't carry the tartan that you're looking for, or you got to figure out a generic one that you like, or whatever the case is. So, but that's cool that uh, she's, man, Bailey Johnson. <laughs> that's, that's nice and easy to find right there. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how often do you wear your kilt to church? Um, it, I have a, yeah, almost about every t time I go. Um, yeah, 80% of the time. Um, and when I do show up, not in my kilt, but in, in dress slacks, uh, my ward is asking me where my kilt is. 
<laughs> like it has become one of those things that they've gotten so used to seeing me in the kilt that if I don't show up, they're kind of offended. Right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I think most of us who actually wear it on a regular basis and then all of a sudden, hey, we're wearing a full suit with slacks. What's wrong? Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then what is the general response? And since they have that situation where you normally wear it to church, when you first wore it to church, what was the general response you got? Um, well, I feel like they, they were pretty uh, grating to it. Um, so the first time I actually wore a kilt to church was in my the ward that I grew up. And uh, there was actually a lady that I'm really good friends with um, that she's she's also Scottish. And I've been talking for years about getting a kilt, you mm -hmm. know, since I was a since I was in young men's. Right. And I walk in and she sees me and she she squealed like a little girl. <laughs> she was so happy that I finally got a kilt and wore it to church. Nice. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I mean, I did get a couple like you know what what do you think what in the heck is he he doing but also at that time i had uh i think bright blue hair oh jeez so <laughs> we've all done that right right <laughs> mine was the bleach blonde but <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what is the funniest reaction you have received um, I mean, I've had a couple little girls ask their mommy why I'm wearing a skirt. Um, you know, I've had several of the young men come up and go, oh, man, that's so awesome. Um, you know, I. Yeah, but here in Oregon, where we're kind of more eccentric, it's, it's more accepted, right. I feel like. Right, right. Yeah, I actually it's it's funny that. Uh, you know, th this question popped up and of course I wore my kilt to church again. And, uh, this Sunday and <laughs> this lady, I was literally walking my little girl around the foyer and everything, just walking around the halls because she was too antsy to sit in for the last, what, 15 minutes or so. And, um, I started talking to one older lady about family history and stuff like that. Right. Right. And, uh, this other woman comes up. And, you know, I'm thinking the way that she starts saying that is, I'm thinking, oh, she's going to say awesome. So I already said thank you. And then she goes, hot. <laughs> I'm oh. like, I'm sitting here with my two-year-old daughter with obviously a wedding ring on my finger. And what? <laughs> well, and the fact that you're at church too i mean right right so i mean i got a laugh out of it but at the same time like this other person that i was speaking to who's actually in my ward you know we're talking and everything and she's just like that must have been very very awkward i'm like no well yes and no all at the same time <laughs> <laughs> when you do the athletics it happens a lot at the competitions but then you know when you're out in public like this or at church it's definitely there's a sense of awkwardness like not so much a oh yeah i'm expecting it <laughs> yeah well that's that's almost up there with are you wearing anything underneath right, <laughs> right. like <laughs> that's absolutely true 
absolutely true. Oh my gosh. Oh man. So uh, do you think people treat you differently when you wear your kilt? Um, I think, I mean, I have gone to other states wearing my kilt. Um, and I, I definitely have gotten more like looks when I, when I've gotten out of the car at like a rest area or something. Um, just cause I don't think like the kilt is coming in, but I think it's still not like a lot of people d- still look at it as more of a, you know, um, they see the kilt as more of a rent fair, like you wear it for the like the Highland Games or, you know, for the Scottish athletic events um, or like uh, you wear it for like Comic Cons and stuff. Right. But it's yeah. not for like general wear. Right. Yeah. No, they definitely, most people look at it as a costume type thing instead right. of, you know, just normal wear. You know, that's, I mean, yeah, I completely agree with you on that. I mean, personally, my ward, I, they, uh, some people look at me and just go, man, he's wearing that skirt again or whatever. But then again, you know, I'm at the same time, I'm also in a military ward. <laughs> so a lot uh-huh. of those guys are like, oh, that's cool that you're wearing it. You know, that's awesome. But, you know, generally, yeah, people definitely look at you and treat you a little bit differently. Some people it's more respect and others are like, um, what is this dude doing? <laughs> right. So, uh, next question, uh, have you ever felt that you should not wear your kilt? Um, there have been some instances, uh, like I, I did think about wearing a kilt to my, my aunt's funeral. Um, but you know, at, at the same time, I, I looked at my mom's side of the family cause it was my, my mom's older sister. And at that point I, like I was like, no, you know what? I'll just, I, yeah, I'll, they'll feel disrespected. So I ended up going, you know, in in my blue jeans and my legging in my leg prisons, right? Um, you know, <laughs> the the bifurcated garment prison. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I and you know that's I think that's kind of interesting that you brought that up because there's a lot of um, stigma to it too. I mean. At a funeral, for instance, let's let's take that into context. I, at a funeral, if you're wearing a kilt, generally you're playing the pipes, right? Right. Uh, or people are expecting you to play the pipes. And when you don't, and they're looking at you like, why did this dude wear his kilt? It's, you know, it, people look at you as it's either disrespectful or, okay, he's actually showing up in his formal attire to show the the sanctity of this situation, this funeral or, or wedding or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I know a lot of people, I mean, we had a gentleman near our, not in our ward, but close enough to where one of the guys in my ward, one of the older gentlemen who was going to be running his funeral, once he did pass, he asked me, you know, are you a piper? Like, no, I'm not, but I can, I'm sure I can get a hold of one for you and get you set up with one for the funeral. Cause that's, I guess, one of the main things that they wanted. So yeah, people see that. And when they think funeral, they think Piper, not just an attender. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see not wearing it to a funeral and, you know, unless it's that particular type of family or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, what other occasions do you wear your kilt to? I mean, it, it sounds like you pretty much wear it whenever you can. Yeah. Um, I, well, I've worn it to a cousin's wedding um, where I was one of three guys wearing a kilt. Nice. <laughs> um, including the, the, uh, the, um, no, not the groom. Um, so, uh, the best yeah. man. Yeah. No, not the best man. The, uh, master of ceremonies. Oh, okay. 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 He had, I mean, he was, he was in full, full garb. He had his tartan. He had his, uh, sick dube. He had his ghillie, um, is Gilly? I mean, he was, he was Full fully back. dressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. So but yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, we can we can wrap this up with the last question too. And if you want to say anything else past this, I'm totally open for more discussion. Um, but here's the last question I actually have: If someone were to ask you specifically how they get into wearing a kilt and get around any possible negative responses to it. What would you tell them? Um, well, first, you know, find, um, do your research. You know, um, I was very fortunate in that my father-in-law has been wearing kilts for several years. Um, and so when I decided that I wanted to go into wearing a kilt, uh, I, I consulted with him. I said, you know, uh, what companies have you found make the best kilts? Um, and I mean, we, we have a conversation every once in a while about, you know, hey, have you found a better company? Um, you know, I found, you know, most my the kilt, the company that I like most is Utila Kilt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've tried another company. Oh, I wore the kilts a day and they started breaking down. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Uh, so... But, you know, just do your research, um, you know, and even, you know, start off with the cheaper kilt, you know, the, the, sp- the sport kilts or, you know, some of the other kilts that are out there that are a little bit cheaper. And then just wear it, you know, just be who you are, bite the bullet, put it on, go out into public and just do it. And, you know, be, be ready for those responses of, or for those questions, what are you wearing underneath? Um, you know, what, you know, I got one question that, you know, like, so, you know, is this just for a costume? Like, are you trying to, to see how you feel in it? Or do you actually wear, a, you know, are you actually wearing a kilt? Um, and it was, you know, I, I felt like wearing a kilt that day. And so I decided to go to the dog park in it. You know, um, but just get out there, be yourself, do what you want and know that, you know, some, some people are going to think it's really awesome and other people are just going to look at you like you're crazy. Yep. I completely agree with that. I mean, the research thing is a big thing. Um, you know, and also, you know, there are quite a few companies out there with really, really cheap kilts that anybody can try out. So, I mean, if anybody's listening to this and they're wondering, you know, where can I go to get a really cheap kilt? Literally go to Google and search cheap kilts, you know, wherever you're from, uh, you know, U.S. or whatever country, because then it'll direct you in the right path. Um, You know, there's quite a few out there, like we said previously, you know, sport kilt. I mean, 
you can get a basic kilt with nothing else except for just a closure basically for you know 60 bucks plus ship right you know, or there's some other places you know i've gotten one that i did my first athletics competition in that only cost me like 40 bucks and that was with shipping now i will never use that one ever again because it was just that that cheap so right you know th- it, for people thinking about you know oh i'm just gonna wear it out or whatever um yeah just do your research if you more want to do like a utility style kilt where it's just a tan or black or green or whatever color solid you know look definitely i mean i recommend utility kilts um i also and i'm gonna edit their name even though their name is you know <laughs> their name uh dang near kiltum that's i have one of their kilts and Frankly, I mean, yeah, it was cheaper than Utilicilts, but it's lasted me a little while. Um, yeah, that's well, and that's the other company I've had, and that's the one that fell apart within a day. Dang, yeah, I didn't have like, bad luck. On fortunately for me, I didn't have that bad luck. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, and it's also realize you, you know, you you get what you pay for. Yep. If you go, you know, like you said, you go for those cheap kilts, they're, they're going to be cheap. You know, they're going to be cheaply made. Yep. Whereas, you know, or you could take your time, save your money, go get one from Scotland. That's yep. going to last you forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's going to go to your children's children's children. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, those, uh, what is it, a 16-ounce wool <laughs> fully made in Scotland. I mean... Yeah, those ones are the ones that, yeah, you got to save up some money for them. But... And you got to make sure that you're going to stay at the weight that you are because they yep. don't stretch, they don't have the extra. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's my problem right now. Well, okay, not problem. I'd actually say it's a success. I put on this kilt in the traditional fashion, right, on Sunday, and it uh-huh. bucked up in the back because I've lost weight. <laughs> So I'm like, yes, I lost weight. But then I'm like, wait, I can't wear this kilt very often anymore. (laughs) Right. So, but, and, you know, another thing that I'd like to say, and I'm sure you'll agree with me on this one, Spencer, is once you start, you're going to get hooked. You're going to love wearing them because they're comfortable. They go with pretty much everything from everyday casual wear to your formal black tie events. I mean, as long yeah. as you have the right setup, you're good to go with it, with it no matter what. <laughs> right. Well, and, and another thing that I just thought of is don't be aware, you, you know, they go with any footwear. Yes. I mean, you can go out in, you know, a nice pair of, of dress shoes to, you know, just walking around in a pair of flip-flops. They, they will look good with whatever you wear. Yeah, exactly. Now, of course, there are a lot of kilters out there who we call the kilt police, right? Right. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, no, you're wearing it wrong or whatever. Don't, you know, this is my advice to a lot of people is don't listen to those guys. Start with what you have. You know, if you want to go traditional, go traditional. Uh, you know, with the ghillie brogues, the CN dubs, the, the hose, everything to the T, then go for it. But no, you're going to be spending a lot of money on it. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm looking at, I'm going to be making my own Sienda because I do um, blacksmithing and bladesmithing on the side. So I'm going to be making my own here pretty soon. But, you know, I, 
I know that I have to save up money for the whole get up that I want. And granted, it's from um, a company here in the U.S. that makes everything. I mean, they do the kilts um, and then the jackets and everything. It's their Argyle package. That's of my eventual, but that's an almost a thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it's I know I want to do it, and that's future tense. I mean, I'm sticking with just a kilt and a t-shirt, or for church, a kilt, a white shirt, and a you know, vest of some sort, <laughs> but, you know, start with what you got and go on from there. If you feel, like I said, if you feel like going full on traditional, go on full traditional, just, you're going to spend extra money. Um, but it is definitely addicting. <laughs> oh yeah. I, my wife is shaking her head because I got my first kilts in 2014. Right. And then I made it two years and I was like I need a new kilt yep <laughs> and I ended up with two yep that sounds about right <laughs> yeah that was my that was me too I got one and then it turned into okay I ordered two one that was a utility kilt and then also a traditional kilt and I'm like oh I need one for athletics because I don't want to wear this nice eight ounce wool one to the athletics competition so I bought that one too <laughs> Right. And then, you know, you, you start finding, uh, you know, oh, well, I, you know, I need to get one so that I can go hiking in it. Or, you know, I need to get, oh, like we've got this special event. So I'm going to order this really nice one. Yep. You know, <laughs> and I mean, I even for our wedding, I looked into renting a the full package. Right. Right. And, and uh, after seeing just how much it was to just even rent one, I was like, no, I'll just, I'll bite the bullet and I'll, I'll, I'll go into those, those prisons. Yeah. You know, and that's the funny thing. Cause you know, like, okay, Colorado, we have a pretty decent sized uh, Renaissance festival in Larkspur and they actually have a little costume shop right at the entrance that you can go in and rent stuff. And I was just curious at the kilt rentals just for my son who's five years old right now and i'm like nope <laughs> i'd rather yeah. just go out and buy him an el cheapo that he's got that he can wear whenever he wants because he's five years old he's gonna destroy it anyways <laughs> right <laughs> but you know and now for and this is what just came to my mind is you know if people are trying to get into it that is a perfect way to get into it too i mean you can rent one it is pretty pricey because they want you to put on they want you to rent everything, right? right. So go to like a Renaissance festival and say, hey, I just want to rent a kilt for the day. And they'll have it. They'll have it in your size, almost guaranteed. And then you can try it out. I mean, that's one way to do it besides, you know, just going out and spending. And then yeah. weird looks and stuff like that because you're at a Renaissance festival. It's expected there. And then you can really give it a shot at that point if, if people are worried about the negative comments or looks or anything like that, that's one way to definitely give it a shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, so my, my first purchase kilt purchase was uh, at the Oregon country fair, which is kind of a, like a hippie fair. Yeah. So, I mean, pe people can walk around naked. Like, I mean, literally. Yeah. You know, they, they go and they get body painted and then they walk around. Okay. 
So, you know, like, I mean, I, there was literally like when I was trying, trying to figure out my size, it was drop your pants. We'll put the kilt on and figure out what size you are. Yep. No dressing room, just out in the open. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because uh, Utila Kilts was at my very first Scottish festival that I ever went to. And they actually had me drop my pants right there too. <laughs> yeah. They, they put up walls on their canopy and had you stand in a corner. But at the same time, you know, I was like 14 or 15 and I'm going seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know these guys are like look dude we've seen it all we don't care just drop your drawers and we'll get you fitted <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah i mean and, and that's one thing i mean measurements are key especially if you're ordering online yeah you know make sure that you're getting the right kilt for you yeah and most of them too is the size that you order is the smallest point on either the velcro or the um actual leather and um buckle right it's the smallest one not the biggest one so if you want to you know go if you're a bigger person and you think you're going to be losing some weight you know order that little bit smaller size because it will open up to you and then yeah. as you lose weight or fluctuate in weight you can adjust it that's, I think that's one of the cool things about most of the kilts too is, you know, they are adjustable. So yeah. you can kind of work with it. It's something that they've, a lot of kilt makers, especially in the U.S., because I've noticed it's, it's boomed. There's a lot more companies out there that are selling them and making them. And they always, you know, they take that into effect. I mean, we're, I hate to say it, but in the U.S., we are definitely a consumer and we love our fast food. <laughs> yes, we do. And then, of course, January 1st, like it happened yesterday, everybody's out there with their resolutions and everybody's hitting the gym and losing weight and then they're going to gain that weight back. <laughs> yep. I've been guilty of it myself, so I, I, I know it all too well. <laughs> but that's why, you know, a lot of these kilt manufacturers here are saying, oh, hey, you know, order this size because you'll fluctuate and this will fluctuate with you. Right. You know, they give you like three different sizing within that kilt. Yep. Exactly. Or, you know, three or more. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Well, Spencer, it's been awesome talking to you. Thank you again so much for coming on here. Uh, we're running at that 30 minute mark here just in time. Um, so again, thanks, man. Uh, Always, as we've heard a million times in the groups that we're a part of, is be strong, put a kilt on, and uh, just keep on trucking, man. Oh, yep. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yep, of course. I appreciate you being my first guest, too, on the podcast in its entirety. <laughs> <laughs> well, and hopefully we'll, you know, eventually we'll be able to have like a, a panel. Yep. Just have everybody be able to talk. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're gearing up for. So let's uh, keep this going. We got another guest coming in on the 13th. So we'll be looking forward to that. And uh, again, everybody, this has been Kilted at Church episode number two with Spencer. Thank you, man. I hope you have a wonderful night. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of LDS Popcorn Talk. I just wanted to touch base with you and let you know, um, head on over to Facebook, look for Popcorn Talk with Brother Sampson. We got a page that you can look at and you can see when another episode is released if you follow the page. Also, go over to Instagram, LDS Popcorn Talk. Find us there, same thing. I'll post up when new episodes are released of the podcast. I really do appreciate you guys. I hope you continue listening with me and I really hope you have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you so much.